Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Welcome to episode number 43. We'll be reading the Wren Island series, part four, scene 38. If you're just joining us, you'll find a short synopsis of what the Wren Island series is all about in the show notes. You'll also find a link to episode number 41, summary of parts one through three of the series. Before we read today's scene, let's recap what happened in the previous episode. Allison was back home on Wren Island recovering from her motorbike accident. She mentioned that her Aunt Macy had been doing a lot of caretaking. In this episode, we'll find out how Macy feels about her new responsibilities, and we'll see Macy trying to resist the urge to snoop on her sister Shasta's suspicious activities. We'll spend about six minutes reading. Afterward, stick around to find out how one phrase in this scene was directly inspired by a reader's comment about Shasta and Ralph. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd. Part 4, Scene 38. In the sunroom, Macy stepped back from the window so she wouldn't be seen snooping. Not exactly snooping, more like watching. Chasta and Ralph were standing around the fire pit, talking mostly. Chasta's head was bobbing up and down, her unicorn-colored hair faded and dull. And those baggy overalls, the Shasta Macy had always known, wouldn't be caught dead wearing a pair of overalls. But there was Shasta, standing on tiptoe to say something in Ralph's ear. And Ralph doing that thing where he sort of half-admitted to a smile. Uh-oh, now they were heading into the forest again. The obvious explanation was that they were, well, noodling. But something didn't quite fit. With previous boyfriends, Shasta came back from a rendezvous looking perky and that much more certain of herself. After spending time with Ralph, she came home looking drawn and worried. Plus, weren't Shasta and Ralph a little old to be noodling so often, multiple times a day? Just thinking about it made her spin, made her head spin, she meant. No, there must be something else going on. She ought to figure it out. After all, she was in charge of things around here. Allison hadn't said so exactly, but who else was responsible enough? Macy used the edge of her apron to wipe a damp spot from the windowsill. Slobber from Louise, probably. With Shasta and Ralph disappeared, there was no reason to stand around anymore. Macy moved to the television room and straightened the remote controls, board games, and foam cheese heads. So far, Allison hadn't said anything about the growing collection of fan gear for the Green Bay Packers. Five cheese heads on the shelf now, one for each of them and one for Ralph. And a bunch of pennants they were all supposed to wave every time the defense got into the red zone, whatever that meant. Macy refolded one of the green and yellow outfits Shasta crammed the dogs into every Sunday. She checked her watch, almost time for her AA meeting. She headed upstairs, sat in front of her computer, pulled off her socks, and rolled her bare feet across the foot massager. During the meeting, others shared about their highs and lows. Macy nodded sympathetically. 
When it was her turn, she too shared the brutal truth. Right at this very moment, there was a boatload of painkillers in the house, and she was the one in charge of dispensing them. But every time she thought about doing that, one vision stopped her. Allison crumpled on the boat deck. One measly little pill would have made a difference for Allison on that awful day. So yes, Macy was in charge of the pills, and she was guarding them like they were gold, because she never, ever wanted to see anyone she loved in that much pain again. When the meeting ended, Macy clicked off. That new girl in the group didn't look much older than the little girl who had saved Allison's life. How a young girl like Maddie Conway had ever gotten mixed up with a loafer like Lester was beyond her. During the one afternoon Maddie had spent here on Wren, Macy had hinted around every which way, trying to draw Maddie into telling her why she was with Lester. But Maddie didn't give up a single bit of information Macy could use for leverage. You had to admit, Maddie Conway knew how to fend for herself except that fending for herself had somehow mixed her up with Lester. Maisie pulled on socks and headed downstairs. A threadbare t-shirt and two big shorts. That was all Maddie had been wearing that day. Clothing like that wouldn't get her through the winter. Did Maddie have a warm coat? Lester ought to get Maddie one of those thick, puffy down jackets. Make himself useful for once. In the kitchen, Maisie straightened the pressure cooker on the shelf. One less thing for Allison to worry about. She reached for her phone. Time for a little communique. She scrolled through her contacts, held the phone to her ear, and waited. Hello? Gemma, it's Macy, over on Wren. Hi, how's everything? How's Allison doing? She's fine, just fine. Well, Allison is certainly in good hands. Macy beamed. How can I help you, Macy? I was wondering if you know how I can get in touch with Maddie Conway. We've got an awful lot of work to be done around here, and we'd like to offer Maddie a housekeeping job. Allison suggested Maddie could live in the wing off the sunroom. Oh, wow. Great offer. But I probably should tell you that several of us here on Reclamation Island have tried to help Maddie. So far, she hasn't taken us up on much of it. Oh, I see. But maybe Maddie would like the idea of moving to Wren. Gemma's voice turned thoughtful. I don't have a phone number for her, but I'll give her your message next time I see her. After Macy ended the call, she tapped her fingers on the kitchen counter. If only she were Superwoman. If she were Superwoman, she could help everyone in the world with every problem they had. What kind of work do you do, Macy? I'm a caretaker. I solve problems for anyone who needs me. There was a bumping sound at the front door. Noon on the button. Macy walked to the front entry, let Louise inside, and gave the dog a cookie, the no-crumble kind, so Allison wouldn't have to worry about that, either. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 4, Scene 38. What would we do without Aunt Macy? She really does act like a superhero sometimes, taking care of everyone and everything. Or trying to take care of them. Macy's antenna is up regarding Shasta, disappearing into the forest with Ralph so often. While I was writing this part of the story, I asked readers what they thought might be going on with Shasta. One reader said this, 
since we all assume that Aunt Shasta is, well, erm, having fun with Ralph, they could instead be doing something completely different. That reader's comment and tone are reflected in this scene when Macy says, The obvious explanation was that they were, well, noodling. Something didn't quite fit. Readers influence the Wren Island series in so many ways. This week, readers will let me know what holiday dishes they'd like Macy to prepare for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Their choices will show up in part five of the series. If you click on the link in the show notes and subscribe to receive my emails, you too will be included in the very special group of readers who influence what happens on Wren Island. In the next episode, we'll check in with Aunt Amelia. She'll be listening to an audiobook that, you guessed it, was determined by readers. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. If this was your first visit to Wren Island and you'd like to find out what happened before you arrived, you'll find links in the show notes to listen to a recap episode or listen to the series from the very beginning. Even better, click on the link to subscribe to receive my emails. You'll become part of the very special group of readers who influence what happens on Wren Island. This is interactive serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me.